Hello, hi guys. Welcome to Two Dogs Podcast. Dr. Ali here. And I'm Dr. Inky. And welcome to the podcast, Two Medical Doctors. Most of the time, talk about non-medical stuff, but sometimes talk about medical stuff. Sometimes, yeah. Right. I think we will be coming up with some medical series yes, pretty exactly. soon, hopefully. Yeah. In the meantime, in the last two topics that we were talking about, we were talking about tax. Tax. Filing income tax. Filing income tax and also skills that's going to make you more money. Yes. So if you missed those episodes, just wind back uh, to a previous episode and you will probably get educated with some stuff and share with us your thoughts. Now this week, we're going to talk about something different. I'm going to be talking about uh, four essential skills that everyone should have when they're going into a job. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of times we think um, there, are, there are certain skill sets that we need going into a job. And some people say they are, they are your soft skills, your hard skills, or whatnot. But let me break it down into four very simple ones. Right. So skill number one, you should have good time management skill. All right. So what is time market? How do you dictate what is good time management skills? Make sure you come to work on time. That's criteria number one. A lot of people actually cannot even keep that in mind, you know, come, come coming to work on time and attending the meetings that you're supposed to attend on time. Now, uh, why do you think people don't come on time then? Sorry? Even though, why do you think people don't come on time even though the time has been preset? That's what, that's precisely the thing. Poor time management. Now, we always have an excuse. Jam, other work commitments, unforeseeable circumstances, which happens quite often. So technically, an unforeseeable circumstance is foreseeable. Okay. Yeah, you just have to factor in that extra the extra time. time to compensate for that. So to be able to manage that, that is what time management is all about. You need to know the ones that you can control, the ones that you cannot control, but you buffer it. Alright, so always make sure, so what you're trying to say is, always make sure you come on time and how you come on time is always to expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Mm. It's pretty much like KL Gem. You want to go on Federal Highway, expect the unexpected. It's always going to be jam anyway. That's the expected, right? Just in case, if that day there was no jam, great. That is your bonus. But if you're going to go from, from, from KL to Subang uh, on a normal day, it's 25, 30 minutes. You have to factor in an hour and 15 minutes on, on, on a peak hour, maybe an hour and a half, uh, depending on which way of the traffic that you're at. Yeah, I, I do agree that time management is important and mm. there is actually a lot of cultures, uh, there's, there are a lot, a lot of cultures all over the world mm-hmm. that put time management actually very high on the on, on the priority, mm. whether it's for personal or whether it's for work. Mm-hmm. However, there are certain parts of the world whereby we are always fashionably linked. Ah, yes, 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 yes. The biggest time management wasting or time wasting country, uh, Philippines. 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 All right. Uh, so when the event says at uh, 7.30, right, forget it, they start at 9. <laughs> I think you had one, right? In, yeah. In, no, in mine the Middle was in East. Egypt, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember so, you told, you're telling so, me. Yeah, so the so the, the meeting was supposed to start at 9 a.m. Uh-huh. I think we started at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> at, so. at 9 a.m., nobody was at the meeting area, I think, uh, because it was a large event. Mm-hmm. So there were vendors setting up booths and all. They, they were in the midst of setting up, even mm. though the event was supposed to start at 9. Mm. Yeah, so time management. So so actually, I think the issue is, is cultural. Cultural, right? correct. Cultural, correct. whereby correct. it is culturally acceptable to be late in certain right? parts in certain parts of the world mm. and when and when that happens and then when that culture meets a culture whereby they're very strict on time mm-hmm. for example Japan the, uh, Japanese Japan. the Koreans mm. they're very strict on time mm. alright it means that if it starts at 9 o'clock it's 9 sharp it's 9 sharp, nine sharp. it's if not 9 one yeah exactly if mm. you're not there by 9 it doesn't matter how important you are mm. the who thing you will are. start mm. yes. correct so time management also part of it means 
to understand the difference in culture and to adjust. Mm. Just because, let's say we are Malaysian, we're in the between of Philippines and, yeah. and, uh, and Japan. We are fashionably late by about half an hour. Usually half an hour. Usually so, half an hour, yeah. give or take, you know? So, Everything is on the way. Yeah, so in Malaysia, I think, right, we always accept that half an hour. Correct. So even if we are on time, we expect our friends or, or our colleagues to come within that half an hour period. Mm, plus, right? minus. plus, minus. Usually it's minus. Yeah, usually it's minus. <laughs> well, what's the worst can happen if mm. you factor in all this unexpected? Mm. The worst can happen is you just arrive on time. Or you, Oh, you arrive early. Yeah, yeah. Right, you yep. arrive early. Well, you can sit there and just. There are other things something. you can do. Yeah, yeah, do something. Yeah, there are many ways to be productive. So, skill number one that and every job expects you to have is actually good time management, which includes not just being on time but understanding the culture and adjusting accordingly. All right. Now, moving on. Skill number two, listening and memory skill. Hmm. Listening and memory skill because this will tie in with the next one and, and, and I'll explain again. So a lot of time people hear but they don't listen. You know, they, they, they go into a meeting or they receive instructions but it goes in one side, goes out the other side. So that's just hear the ability to hear but you're not listening, you're not capturing the point and more, and, and more important, to have the memory or the retention of it. Mm, okay. So to listen, actively listen is different from just hearing to be able to have that memory capacity to capture it, you probably, if you don't have that photographic or, or, or recorder-like memory, you better jot it down somewhere, post-it notes or your notepad or even on your phone. These days, there's so many ways to help you remember. Um, but I find this is one of the skills that actually a lot of job applicants lacks these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they can hear. They, they, they hear what you're saying. You tell them everything, mm, not hit, not hit, not. They can even repeat on the spot, but an hour later, they just totally forget. Or the instruction of what you tell them to do just gets jumbled up. Likely, maybe that is due to the fact that that this is not their priority. It means they, they do not prioritize processing and storing the information. Hence, they don't store the information. But if you're going into a job, mm-hmm. it's uh, something that, that, that you would want to have and that's what your employer or your subordinate or your boss would want you to have because if they tell you to do A, B, C, D, E or at least all this will somehow achieve the outcome of Z. Now, if you achieve outcome of Z but you didn't follow the flow and it, it worked and you got away with it, that's fine but more often the Z is not achieved and that's when they will scrutinize did you do A, B, C, D, E or you did A, B and E. So, it's, it's, I think, a growing problem that a lot of people have because they are unable to listen actively and to be able to, to retain it to make it into an actionable outcome. Right. So for those who are then, maybe they don't have the habit or the capacity to listen and store the information. Mm-hmm. What tips and tricks do you have in order for them to retain the information so as tips, much as possible. Tips and tricks. Use whatever technology you have. If you are unable to, to, to retain that fast, right? record it. Oh, right. Record it. And I think it's fair. I mean, if 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 someone I'm working with together or, or, or working with me says, um, can I record this uh, meeting? I have no problem. Yeah. It, it also helps. I, I, I wouldn't swear. Yeah. <laughs> So but, re- recording actually works because uh, not only are you recording the audio, you mm. can actually record visual as well. If they allow, of course. If they're if allowed, they're allowed, right? If they're allowed. Yeah. At the bare minimum, the audio, because then you can transcribe it later. Mm. And I think nowadays, 
but of course with, with, with technology transcription of of language is a bit more difficult mm. but unless everyone speaks in proper english then perhaps you can even run it through a software that can transcribe 50 to, to 70 percent of whatever that's written, spoken inside you see the points and then you just summarize it later into actionable outcomes all right. are you all right with someone in the meeting mm -hmm. popping up their laptops or their tablet or their ipads mm -hmm. and typing it in i'm actually okay with that I'm actually okay with that, especially, but on condition when I'm, when, when, when I'm talking or there's a point going on, that's fine. But if in between, right, there's, there's no new points, right? And you're just typing away and I kind of detect that you're on WhatsApp, right? Ah, ah web so, WhatsApp, ah, messenger. Ah, then that becomes a bit of a, yeah. uh, of an issue. Yeah. And, and you can tell, trust me, the bosses would know one, you know? There's only certain times whereby when you type, it's relevant to whatever that was spoken. In between, suddenly, and then there's a smile on your face and we know you're, you're up to something else. Yeah, I always come to words just go old school pen and paper. Correct. <laughs> pen and paper. Pen and paper. <laughs> just write down the salient points because with the points, you can always go back and say, can I get clarification? Correct. Cla clarification. Because you didn't get everything but you at least got the main topics done and, and just go up and ask someone or even ask your boss, I just want to clarify this few points. Can you assist me? I just want to make sure we get it. I get it right. You know, when you approach someone with this, no one's going to fault you for not writing down everything verbatim, word for word. I'm, I'm perfectly fine because at least you got the points right. Rather than spoke the whole meeting and you there was 10 points and you only wrote two. Correct. That's worse, right? Point number three, self-motivation. 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 So a lot of times people are very reactive. Spank, then move. It's kind of like, okay. you know, <laughs> it's like a bullock cut. The more you hit, the more, then the faster it moves, but there's no motivation to move ahead. So self-motivation to be able to anticipate the outcome or at least to be able to move or based on the task that is given. A lot of time people are like, they, they, they give given the task, then instead of asking for help, instead of doing it straight away, they would say, I probably need some guidance. And instead of asking for help, they will actually sit there and procrastinate and they just, and don't, just do don't do anything. Just don't do anything. And when you ask an update later or when the deadline has arrived and you ask, so how's the outcome? I haven't started. Why? I don't know how to do. So self-motivation on the most extreme side is of course you are able to do it on your mm. own and you do slightly beyond and, and, and you give options. But on the next one is at least asking for help to get it done. That's also a form of self-motivation. That's how our standards have adjusted to, yeah. to, to more modern day um, sliding scale of mod, mo, modern day requirement. No, I would say um, a lot of people are afraid for us to, to, to ask, ask for, for help. help. Because, what, because they appear when, incompetent. Yeah, when you ask for help, mm -hmm. you appear incompetent and you appear weak. And maybe you don't want to appear weak in front of your bosses. Mm. Maybe you don't, you don't want to appear weak in front of your colleagues. So hence, a lot of people just don't ask for help. They just, as as you mentioned, they either procrastinate or they do the bare minimum, mm -hmm. whereby there's just so many mistakes mm -hmm. that, you know, do they get guidance, you know, because due to the mistakes, mm. right? They mm. say, hey, you know, you've already done all these mistakes. You should have done it this way. You should have done it properly. But of mm. course, that's after a good scolding and all, Yeah. right? So. A lot of people don't actually ask for help because of the fear of being incompetent or weak. Now, do you have a tip to ask for help without appearing incompetent? I would always say, I would say, I have no experience in this. That's good. I was, I, I was that, that, someone say, hey, I, I don't have any experience mm -hmm. in this. You have more experience than, mm -hmm. than, than me. Mm -hmm. So in your experience, how should I approach this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very fair way to, to, to ask, especially if you are really new. But let's say if you are sometime into the job mm -hmm. and you still don't get it, 
a way to phrase it is how can I I'm, I'm in the midst of doing it and this is what my progress is how can I make it better I want to be more careful in the outcome that actually is so ambiguous it doesn't tell people you're incompetent True. it tells people I want to be more careful I want to do it right the first time as best as possible minimize mistakes harm reduction it's a preview to another yeah, episode yeah, yeah, reduction. so anyway yeah but that, that's basically the point you approach the subject or you approach the problem by saying how can I make it better you don't if someone approached that I never feel they are incompetent mm. uh, rather than just say don't know yeah. that is lack of motivation yeah and actually a third way which mm. I would say would be also a very good way mm. is as you're progressing mm. ask for feedback Correct, correct, right. correct. I think As that's progressing. I think that's something that we don't do very yes. often. We we, yes. we want to get it done. We like a praise, but we don't ask for feedback how to be better for the next round. And actually, a lot of people actually have issues, have anxiety mm-hmm. taking constructive criticism mm. because they think that it's not constructive criticism; it's just criticism. criticism. Correct, exactly. Correct, correct, correct. So. As you're doing whatever you're doing, the mm. task at hand, mm. keep asking for feedback. Mm. You, know, you can ask for feedback from your colleagues. If you're, let's say, you're afraid of your superiors, ask from your colleagues, mm. right? People around you. But if your superior is approachable, mm. ask from your superior. Yep. Yep. At least with this constant feedback, mm-hmm. you know whether you're number one, headed the, re- the right direction, mm-hmm. number two, doing a good job, and number three, letting your superiors know that you're, you're actually doing work. Correct, correct, correct. Because sometimes they. they to, to be fair, we expect the work done and when it's done, right, it's just a tick mm. off the to-do list. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we don't care who, who did it. We only care that it's being done. So when you come and ask for a constructive feedback, I finished the task. How can I make it better the next time? Yeah. Then I will ask, so did you do this? Yes. Uh, okay. Registered. This task was actually done by uh, Dr. Inky. Mm. So, that in a very subtle manner is you are trying to uh, in a way let people know that you got the job done but you want to be better True. you want to be better you want to make it better more efficient so keywords to say how can I be better how can I make it more efficient more productive these are what uh, it's, it's as good as giving Inky a coffee in the morning mm, yeah exactly yeah, yeah 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 it puts you in a good mood oh yeah. you want to be better I like that of course yeah. Every, everyone likes that that, 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 that self motivation yes. to be better right? everyone, everyone likes it yep Alright, and moving on to the next one. Uh, self-confidence. Now, I'm not saying overconfidence. Self-confidence. I think this is one factor, especially when it comes to work, that a lot of people lack. Actually. So, they feel that they are not good enough for the task. Now, you don't have to be overconfident about it, but you must be able to at least, when you let's say you're presenting something or you're, you want to get a point across, be confident in your approach rather than stammer rather than say I'm not sure all the time I have no idea these are words which are very uh, negative in the confidence factor so be able to speak like how the Americans do it Mm. but also be humble enough to accept the feedback in case if your confidence had borderline bullshit that came in right so how do you increase your self-confidence to increase your self-confidence I would say number one make yourself very skillful be good at what you are at. And if you're not good at it, ask enough, research enough. These days with, with Google, Chat, GPT, there's no reason why you can't make yourself better to the point whereby you are fairly confident of whatever that you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So read up or do enough research to, to approach your tasks. 
skill will take time to get better but at least have that knowledge that background knowledge that uh, puts you in a position uh, of higher ground that I know what I'm trying to do see still trying to do but I know what I'm trying to do however I can always uh, accept feedback to be better so I think that gives people the, the the confidence that you can carry out the task yeah. versus someone who who has no confidence then your superior will feel are you the right person one time two time by the third time they'll just bypass you and forever you'll be in the shadows yeah that's right and then career progression gets halted that's true that's so true. you want to have that career progression you need to have some amount of self-confidence yeah and so and even if you do not really fully understand or know all the information mm-hmm. I would say whenever someone asks you for for certain things and you feel that hey, I I lack the confidence. There there, there are actually a couple of tricks. Mm. One is to speak slowly mm-hmm. because the faster you speak, the higher the chance for you to stammer. Correct. So Correct. you speak slowly. Yep. And secondly is do not do not BS. Do not add in stuff. Correct. Which you do not know. Correct. Because if your superior catches you catches you and they know that you are BSing, mm. sometimes they're just gonna. Ask you more stuff nah. and then you're gonna dig a hole even deeper for yourself. Yeah, this is called the medical yeah. uh, exam. Yeah, so they will just wait for you to make more and more mistakes mm. to the point where by then they'll catch you mm. off guard. Say, hey, what of whatever you mentioned is all wrong. Mm. And then when they catch you doing that, straight away your self-confidence will actually drop to zero. Correct. So either that or you continue BSing. Yes, or you continue mm. BSing. Mm. All right. If you do not know, just say I'm sorry, I do not know mm. it, or I'm sorry I made this mistake, I'll mm. do better next time. Mm. Right. So Hope you guys found this session beneficial. Four skills that that you should have uh, when you're going into the job. Number one, time management skill. Number two, being able to listen and have memory uh, retention. Number three, self-motivation. Number four, self-confidence. All right, uh, we'll be back next week with another topic on our Two Dogs podcast. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Like, share, and subscribe, comment. and comment below. Comment below. Uh, what you think other skills that should is important in going into a job? Of course, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. Just four very essential ones, right? Until then, this is me, Dr. Ellie, signing off. And I'm Dr. Inky. Have a good weekend.